it's a, a very courageous thing that everyone will have to do at some point of their life if they're really going to have personal development is, is to face their own pain and face their own misunderstandings and face their own theories that aren't true and, and stop living by um, theory, stop living by fear and, and live via awareness. Um, this is the upgrade and this is the evolution. Welcome to Ultra Habits. Here, we go under the hood with our guests to unpack the minutiae and to understand what processes and systems they engage or research that result in ultra-enhanced living. Howdy, folks. It is RJ Senior from Ultra Habits. Thank you for joining us on another week's episode. We are talking to Matt Griggs today on our show. Now, I met Matt back in 2012, Cronulla Beaches. He is a ex-professional surfer, and I joined his meditation class back in 2012. And what struck me immediately when I met this man was his ability to truly understand what was going on with me and the individuals in the room, what wasn't actually being said. What I came to learn later on, many, many years later, was that Matt has a remarkable sense of presence. And within that stillness, he's able to connect with each individual in a very profound way. And he is very, very clear on what is going on for those individuals when those individuals themselves may not be. It was really a remarkable experience back in 2012. And so much so that experience stuck with me over time. And I came across his work. He he has a an organization called the Nature of Success, heavily involved in corporate coaching. Professional sports teams are also on the menu in terms of people that come to him for coaching. And he has a very holistic style, as you can imagine, that would come from a person that has surfed professionally and has meditated for as long as he has. His story is remarkable. We talk about high performance. We really touch on how, yes, high performance is a focus on excellence and craft, but that real 1%, that 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 that, that extra, extra mile that we're trying to achieve in any endeavor is really done through our ability to tap internally. It's not external, it's internal. And the individuals that are ultimately able to do that are the ones that excel within their craft and their chosen way of life. Remarkable conversation. Matt is a, a really interesting individual. It's kind of like having a surfer, a yogi, an athlete all in one. The conversation goes many directions. We talk about optimization. We talk about holistic performance, and we talk about how we can be centered as we are moving through a world where many times we're competing, we're pushing, we're pulling, and all things moving forward. So anyways, I'm going to leave you in the capable hands of Matt. I hope you enjoy this episode. You know, Matt's written lots of books. Information on Matt will be in the show notes as to where you can find him. He does many offshore programs where individuals come and stay together, and he does group coaching. But anyways, folks, I'm going to leave you to it. Have a great week. Thank you again for tuning in. Peace out. Matt, welcome to Ultra Habits. Good morning, man. Good morning. Thanks for having me. 
you randomly popped into my head a couple weeks ago. Um, I don't know why, uh, and I don't know how. Now, you and I met in 2012. You may not remember. I was probably two years sober, and I lived in Cronulla, and I came into one of your meditations. I think you were you had a little spot in a bookshop there in the main thoroughfare. And I sat in one of your classes, and what struck me was your intuition, like your ability to read the energy. And when people would talk to you, you were kind of connecting with what wasn't necessarily being said. And I found that to be quite profound. And you came over to my house, and we did a one-on-one -on -one session. And I'll never forget, you walked into the house. And back in those days, I was like in a massive panic attack all the time. Like I was completely like redlining and still have the uh, capacity to do so. But I remember you walked in, and I apologized to you for my level of energy. I don't know why I did that. And you said to me, you go, don't worry your energy levels do, do not affect mine or something to the, that effect. What I want to know is how did you come to a place where you can make that statement? <laughs> Great question. What we're talking about here is detachment. And over the course of many years of, of studying and, and, and doing Keely meditation, I, I've earned, I wouldn't say I've mastered, but I've earned a, a much deeper level of detachment Detachment gives you this openness to life, yet at the same time not be affected by it. So this is where you can access not only greater perception and intuition with what it is that you sense in the outside world, while at the same time having this self-protection of not being affected by what it is that you sense. Um, it's the ultimate self-protection is, is detachment. What led you down that path? Like, why did you feel you wanted to explore this path of detachment? And because as I understand it, you were a champion surfer, you got involved in the, the tour, and you kind of gave it up to pursue this. Now, I don't know if the sequencing of what I'm saying is right, but what led you down this path? I was always curious about the mind and always curious about psychology, spirituality, and uh, I was quite distracted, you know, in my competitive surfing days. And yet that uh, attraction stayed very strong. So I just had this feeling that was really strong inside of me to to quit what I was doing and explore that territory that I'd sort of put on side for a little while. And my mentor at the time, who's the founder of the Geely, Ron Rathbun, uh, enlightened me that the ultimate psychology is not what you read in a book. Um, it's in understanding your own mind, and you do that when you're alone. So I, I spent vast amounts of time alone. I, I went into the national park near my home here in Cronulla and uh, every day I went in there and um, for up to four to five years and, and started the process of um, going inside where you hear these statements like all your answers are within and it's true. You know, I, I'm humble enough to say I don't have all the answers. I'm still working on that one, but um, it is true to say that all your answers are within. We just need to create a space where you can get out of this, these distractions of the outside world and the hyper energy that you talked about associated with stress and fear and develop a place of comfort inside of yourself that is open to exploring life and even that which affects you because that's everybody's pathway. So, yeah, I, I felt like I'd learned most of what I, I wanted to learn in that world of competition and performance and 
um, it was time to explore deeper territory in the mind. And um, that was my attraction to it. And um, that's obviously the biggest part of what I bring now with my performance coaching. In hindsight, what did you learn through the journey of going inside that if you were able to have implemented when you were surfing would have served you well? Like what was missing when you were a surfer that you gained through this process of introspection? Mental stability, (laughs) um, calmness, uh, not being too hard on myself if I lose, you know, like we learn how to do maneuvers and how to win a heat, but no one really taught me how to handle losing and how to um, handle my ego and other people's ego coming at me and all these nuances of the mind. It's, it's, it's unexplored territory for so many people, including myself at the time, yet there was enough depth in me to, to um, have this innate sense like it was territory I needed to explore. Um, so I, I wouldn't say it was suffering like some people um and i'm sure you can probably relate to this it's it's suffering that that um um drives them towards self-help for me at the time it was more curiosity and uh i was just deeply curious and and um i wanted to understand you know what i had innately known for so long that the mind is the biggest influence influencer on our happiness on our performance everything um, I mean, we even people say it all the time, but they don't spend much time looking into it. It's just a throwaway remark. So I, I couldn't keep throwing it away. I had to go explore that and um, certainly no regrets on that one. So we, we often hear of sages in, you know, throughout the ages of going and sitting by themselves and contemplating. We know Buddha, even modern day uh, people like Eckhart Tolle. And what's that process like? So you go there with your mania and madness and everything that's going on and all of a sudden you're with yourself is that a difficult process and and how did that whole piece evolve well first of all when you're alone any influence you feel is coming from you so you you can no longer distract yourself um or escape you know which which let's face it is probably most people's um brutal thing to say here but most people's strategy for their pain is to either deny it or escape it and there are healthy escapes like surfing or you know whatever but then there are unhealthy escapes like alcohol right um so the process for me was was um being alone you you all of a sudden you you, you're learning this technique where you're going inside of yourself and you're learning to detached from any distractions, you know, which in the beginning is things like brain chatter, negative self-thoughts, uh, just an inability to, to pay attention because how we learn from life is by paying attention to it, right? So, you know, in the beginning, I was really just learning to calm my mind down and become centered and develop my mental coordination, you know, via surfing and all this other stuff that I'd learned in the physical realm. You know, you learn proprioception, you learn how to center yourself physically on the surfboard, but what does that mean if you can't center yourself mentally? So in, in the beginning, I was just learning to become more centered and, and somewhere like nature is just a, an easy place to be because, you know, a tree is not yelling at you or telling you what to do. So it was a very easy place to, to be calm and be centered and, and with a natural point of reflection outwardly, it was much more inspiring to find my true nature inwardly, which is everybody's pathway and everybody's purpose. 
is to to realize how amazing you are and at the same time let go of everything you are not and that becomes the pathway for everyone is not just what you learn but what you unlearn which is all the you know as you learn via keely meditation all the compartments that we pick up along the way all the misunderstandings all the non-understandings all the fears all the stuff that isn't you it's a, a very courageous thing that everyone will have to do at some point of their life if they're really going to have personal development is, is to face their own pain and face their own misunderstandings and face their own theories that aren't true and, and stop living by um, theory, stop living by fear and, and live via awareness. Um, this is the upgrade and this is the evolution. You've introduced a, a really interesting topic uh, around unlearning whilst learning how do you hold those two simultaneously? Um, well, you hold one, and you, you, we don't hold anything, I guess, which would because that would be a you know an attachment or a, um, a clinging. It's it's really based in the simplicity of, of via your own awareness. It's so important that everyone um, accesses their own free will with their own personal development. Because oh man, just think of how many times someone's come in and told you what to do and who you are and. You know, this is, it's not for anybody to, to say how to live, you know, how, how you should live your life. That's, that's for you. So why don't we learn a practice where you, you develop consciousness strength and you open up your free will so you can see clearly for yourself. And then you can make wiser decisions based on previous life experience, based on what your mind senses. So the, the sim- simplicity of this is you, you start to sense for yourself. Um, what helps you and what hinders you. It's really that simple. And you refine on, on everything that uh, is real. You refine on everything that helps you. You refine, i.e. you evolve, everything that is real and everything that is really helping you. And you let go, i.e. detach from everything that is not. And that is how we evolve, is by um, becoming a more pure version of ourselves. We need to let go of everything that is not. And that starts with awareness. So there there is... We have to leave the world of fear. We have to detach from intellectual control and theory and trying to fit into some kind of formula. There is no such formula. There is only individual uniqueness. Um, so why not go straight to the source, which is you, and, and, and learn from the source and, and start to get a feel for what is you and what isn't. When, when you learn the practice of Keely meditation, you go inside and you still your mind at one point. Soon you start to, to get a sense of, uh, what is you and what isn't? Because when there, when you're inside and and there are no distractions, what you feel is you. And hence, you start to grow in self awareness. And when the first something that appears, like a thought, like a negative thought, for example, it's something else. And and you learn not to associate with it. You learn not to feed it. And so you, the process of detachment happens. And you learn to let go of things that aren't you and just become a more pure version of yourself. And now that pure version of yourself can be a more pure influence in the world, which is um, sorely needed right now. Wouldn't you agree? Mm, mm. Uh, you're, what I'm hearing is in, you're an existentialist in, in many ways, I think, right? Like you're, what's, your, what's your view on belief in the religious sense? Like, like where does that come into play? Like how, do you have a view on that? Uh, like I say to so many of my clients, um, I've been taught very harmoniously just to not have beliefs. Um, full stop. At the end of the day, you either know or you don't. Right? So you ask me a question. If I know, I'll, I'll share. I'll impart, you know, harmony. If I do not, harmony means understanding. 
Um, if I do not know, I'll just tell you I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to um, influence you with some kind of belief system that's an admission that I don't actually know, isn't it? So what you're talking about, lived experience. Yes, because we don't learn from theory. We don't learn from, but we learn from experience, right? And, and you know, empirical knowledge precedes intellectual. So this this does away with, the Keeley is beautiful because it does away with belief systems and, and it does away with, uh, this is not to say like, you know, there wasn't a, a, a pure source, you know, like, oh man, I wish um, Buddha was uh, involved in this conversation right now. I would be talking a lot less and listening a lot more. Um, so all we have is, is you know, the writings um, that if left untouched are quite pure. But if people start to change them, you know, which can happen in, in, in religion, um, now we, we have an impurity uh, and, and the message has been changed to suit someone else's belief systems or to suit some kind of intellectual control, um, and it's not what it was. So keep in mind, too, we're, we're, this is the purity of what they taught anyway is the kingdom of heaven is within you, all your answers are within you. So why are we going outside to something that can only be understood inside? Um, go inside of yourself. What, what is it you know? What is it you do not? What your pathway is about is, is understanding everything you do not. That's called evolution and that's called learning. And to, for learning to happen, we need to first understand that we do not know. And that's a, a humble admission that everyone needs to become very comfortable with because it is, in point of fact, the prerequisite for learning is first understanding you do not know, right? So what is it we, um, we truly know and what is it that we, we, we feel is part of our true nature? And you, 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 there are so many things we don't know, and that's okay. Let's be comfortable with that because we, we have to explore that territory with comfort. Um, but there will be some things you know about yourself and, you know, like you know you don't know everything, but you know you're, you're a disciplined student or you know that you're very curious. So what a great starting point, you know, to explore uh, that which you do not know. Uh, you know, I've had this thought lately, and I'll share it with you because I think you'll understand it. It's kind of hard to put into language, but over the journey of my sobriety, uh, you know, you kind of initially go through what is this spiritual process or what you define as a spiritual process. And you go, you know, you go to the spiritual shopping market and start to figure out who you are and, and all that kind of stuff. And that was the journey for me. And over time, and I was thinking about this recently, I actually don't look at myself as a spiritual person. And in fact, that word kind of makes me uncomfortable. But in many ways, I feel like I'm living, I guess spirituality for me has moved from this concept of higher power or God, or, or I, I don't know how to explain it, to more of a process of optimization. Right. And, and I guess it, somewhere along the journey, I became very uncomfortable with looking or defining myself as I'm into spirituality because it kind of, to your point, it, it was a bit distant and not a way that I was actually living. And it's hard to explain, but I, I, I completely understand what you're saying. I think that it's more important how I be and what I do uh, versus kind of for me, 
the beliefs or the gap between where I am and where I want to be, which is generally problematic in my view to have that kind of position. With yourself, when I met you in 2012, like, you know, you, you, you were definitely an impactful dude. Now we're in 2022. If you were kind of standing and looking outside of yourself, looking at you, how would you say you've evolved since then? Like what, what, what's been your personal evolution of, you know, process from then? Like, how would you, how would you define that? I'm, you know, first of all, I, I feel happier. I feel, which comes from this genuine appreciation of life that, you know, I, I'm starting to feel that it's not a theory for me anymore. I, I genuinely feel it. Um, I've let go of, of so much socialization and, and of uh, habits, you know, that, that um, never really felt good. And, and quite simply, I just feel a more pure version of myself um, and I don't feel as much pressure. I, don't, I feel more lighthearted. I feel like I don't take myself too seriously like I used to be guilty of when I was a little younger and I can deal with this uh, um, evolutionary process with um, whether I'm in the process of learning myself or teaching someone else with, with you know, the curiosity and the, and the natural wonder that is innate within us all. Um, I, I, my knowledge has grown like there is, I can't put a linear number on it. Like, because when you get into the mind, it's nonlinear, it's, it's different. And so I, quite simply, I just feel better. And, and what else is there in life, but to feel better. So while outwardly my knowledge feels so much greater um, on so many different nuances, not just to, to do with how do we, in your terminology, optimize how we live our life, because there is, as you noted too, a being and a doing. We have a mind-body connection, right? So there is optimizing or evolving how we do things, you know, uh, whatever your craft is, which is part of the the, the process of my performance coaching. Um, but then more importantly, this how you are being in this thing called life, which is the nonlinear part of you and your state of mind. So outwardly, my knowledge of this world, you know, is is has grown greatly. More importantly, my knowledge of myself has grown exponentially. And that's what feels the greatest. It, it's it's this good feeling inside that doesn't need anything from from this world. Um, again, I, I haven't um, mastered this. I'm I'm humbly moving about my my evolution. But oh man, if I if I look back and go <laughs> ten years to, until now, I, I I didn't think it was possible to evolve this much. And um, it was told earlier in the piece that the effects of this are exponential because most things in the physical realm to do with how you're doing things are, are quite like this. They get to a point and then you kind of usually go, what's the point? Um, everything in the mind is inverted. It's, it's, it's constantly opening, constantly expanding. Most of the resistance, as you would have noticed in the beginning, is, is your own. You're just getting through your own brain chatter, getting through your own fears, getting through your own bad habits. Now that so many of them are behind me or, or not in me anymore, I'm, my path is so much clearer and my conscious awareness is so much more open and, and, and detached that and I'm so much more present in my life experience that I, I'm learning so much more. No, I, I, I get that. Uh, uh, for me, when I reflect on my own process and evolution, it's I kind of reflect on how I am in the world. 
you know, back in the day, the world had lots of sharp edges, highly reactive, highly volatile, highly charged. You know, I'm a father of two young children. I have a partner. I have a business. I'm in other businesses. I, you know, there's, there's a lot of challenges throughout the day, but I feel much more in flow and okay in my body. And, you know, I was trying to explain to someone the other day, because I, I kind of have a view on the word happiness and it's just words and, you know, you can get caught up in semantics, but I tried to explain to this person that for me, I really am interested in how I'm traveling and stability for me is a key word. And I think the person interpreted it like I wasn't aiming for happiness and that's not the case. I just, for me, what's important is consistency and stability and of self and how I feel and um, my sense of being measured. And that's, that's good because back in the day, I just was like a, a yo-yo, you know, like anything would set me off. Um, and it's, it's a feeling I agree with you and it's not easy to put into words. Let's, let's pivot the conversation to the executive coaching, high performance stuff. Cause that's ultimately our audience, right? We, we, our audience are people that are building businesses. Uh, they're in executive, they're in startups, they're in government, and they're working, uh, very, very hard typically have families, about to have families, have partners, measuring, managing many different things. And they're interested in performance and consistency and stability of that performance. The work you do with executives, Matt, what is it typically orientated around? I suppose a lot of what we discussed, but why do people come to you, to your seminars? And I know you even do trips to places like the Maldives. Like, what are you doing there, man? <laughs> Can I come? Can I get over there? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, I, uh, the nature of my coaching was always holistic because the nature of my curiosity was always um, holistic. So over decades now, but I base my um, my work and my coaching on these three main pillars of, of state of mind first and foremost, um, physical health and well-being, and then performance, you know, what, whatever craft someone is in. Um, the business and the program is called the nature of success, nature meaning your intrinsic value. So how the biggest or the best foundation is knowing yourself, right, because it's a very weak foundation when you do not. So lots of time in, in, in this self-awareness piece of, of helping people uh, understand really uh, the, the intrinsic qualities of who they are and all the understanding they have so far because and developing a mind that can be more understanding because that is everything, right, is um, you, your value in this world is everything you understand. We can't place value in theory. We certainly can't place value in fears. But yet if most people are honest with themselves, most of how their mind is meeting the experience of life is stressed, reactive, um, theory, opinions. So I help people know themselves, uh, know how they want to live and just get after it without fear, with more awareness and less fear. Um, now, of course, that's just this feeling of being alive, which is what everyone's looking for. Um, so the pillars of, of first, you know, creating and, and putting a practice in place, which is Keely Meditation, to to learn to still the mind and learn detachment and learn self-awareness and learn um, how to become more understanding and how to detach from reactivity, how to detach from adrenaline, which is what plagued you when we met. 
because if there's adrenaline, there's fear, and if there's fear and adrenaline, there's instability in the chemistry, and that's going to affect your health, not just your performance. So how do we get rid of these uh, or, or detach from these stress states and have a mind that is open to every experience of life and, and adding value to life because you're simply just an understanding human being? Um, you're not coming from your ego, which is going to be adversarial with people and, and, um, uh, and, and you know, it's just it's not the energy to run off. So we help people get into the right place, the right place being a state of mind. And since performance, no matter what your craft is, tends to be compromised by the fear of fatigue, we, we, we address some physical health and well-being issues too. So we, we get the most out of uh, both worlds, you know, of, of optimization of, of the being and the doing um, on a physical health level. And then we start to look at, you know, what it is uh, that they do and, and uh, how we develop the skill, knowledge and state of mind to be amazing at whatever craft um, they're into and setting goals with, um, with clear action so they can get where they want to go in life. And, and, and Matt, with that, is your view that an individual can only get so far in their craft by focusing on excellence within the doing? Like where, or where did, like does the major optimization piece come out of the being? Absolutely. I, I learned earlier, like my mentor told me that around 80%, like this 80-20 principle most people are aware of, it's actually a natural principle, like it appears in nature. Um, <laughs> and it, it, uh, it actually appears in our nature. Um, 80% of, around 80% of your energy, of, of your entire being, is state of mind. Um, 20% is, is just the chemistry and this sets up the mind body connection of, 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 um, you know, in this case energy, but also relates to our performance and our health. So you, people will resonate with this because you know that inspiration will give you more energy than a good breakfast, right? Or, or, you know, depression will take more energy than a bad breakfast. Yet we still have so many people that are working on the second point outside in. Um, and, and, you know, while 20% is still a big number, it's, 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 you know, it's it's not going to touch the mind, and that's the biggest um, improvements and gains people can get. Because for the most part, you know, I, I deal with quite elite people already. Like they've they've they're very already amazing at their craft, and they're already quite geeky when it comes to you know health and 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 exercise and sleep and all these things that underpin good good optimization of our physical energy. And certainly, I can take them to the next level, but. Um, since the, the mind is, is, is unexplored territory for so many people, this is where we get the greatest gains, um, is exploring that. So, you know, it's, I said this to a, an NRL team a while back too, if, if to demonstrate how much more important the mind is, I asked them the question, I said, would you rather, rather run at a small guy that has no fear or a big guy that looks really fearful? And the answer was quite clear, you know, um, I'd run at the, the big guy that looks fearful. So, you know, I, um, that's just an example of how it appears in sport, you know, or how many times have you seen someone that's really good either in knowledge and they crumble in a keynote because they get nervous or, you know, they crumble in, in my old world in a, in a heat in, in, in competitive surfing because of nerves and because of stress and because of fear of failure and fear of losing. So we need to have some honest conversations and, and to learn uh, how to detach from your fears, um, which if everyone's really honest becomes your, the greatest adversary in everybody's life will be your own fear within. And, and this is how we learn true courage is by facing your own fears and, and, and not having them influence your life. 
Matt, working with athletes and then working with high-performing executives, I'm sure there's similarities and and differences. Um, I would assume with athletes, the physicality part is already there. They're they're generally looking after their body. Uh, with with uh, with corporate athletes, there may be um, you know a, a good level of IQ and stuff like that. And I'm just generalizing. It, when you're working particularly with executives that have high levels of IQ, is there an upside or a downside to to intellect in in your process? Well, of course, it's part. It's obviously the intellect is part of our evolutionary process associated with Homo sapien, you know, the thinking man. So the intellect is great because it enables us to to be smart, right? Because who wants to be stupid? Um, and I say that facetiously in a way, like lightheartedly, because uh, when, you know, that's one of the main reasons to have a brain is to learn not to be stupid, to, to repeat unnecessary suffering. Like if you've seen something that doesn't work before, you know, you have a memory associated with your intellect. Why would you repeat that? So our intellect um, is uh, where all our programming is associated with previous experience and where we analyze the experience of life and where we think about things. But the thinking process is limited because um, we can think wrong. And, and other people can think wrong. And if they're thinking wrong influences you, now you have a program that's based in a misunderstanding. Again, this is why we need to evolve out of the brain and learn to have the mind interface with the intellect, not our ego. And again, this is we're going into sort of deep territory here, but um, this is where most people are is their ego is interfacing with their intellect. And the result is you, you have opinion and insecurity. Right, and this is how most uh, conversations go. So, what McKeeley enables you to do is, is, is you know, in a way, to become a triple threat. And I don't mean to sing, dance, and act. I mean, you you'll have strength in the physical body because who wants to be weak? You'll have intelligence in the brain because who wants to be you know stupid? And you'll have strength in the mind. Strength in the mind is awareness because who wants to be ignorant? So we 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 learn um, awareness of mind, and and that is what brings out the best of your intellectual capacity so that you can't be taught wrong by someone else's ignorance, nor do you create any uh, misunderstandings. Because let's face it, people um, people get we get in our own way. We, we, we think things that aren't true. We, we, we accept things that aren't true. Like, you, you, you know, someone might have a limiting thought when you're a school child, like you're not good at mathematics. And if you accept that, now you've got a belief system that's going to inhibit you the rest of your life. Um, everybody should know and, and understand that, it, anything can be learned, anything, if you can learn to focus your attention towards it um, without limitation. So while the brain is this amazing tool that we have as, as, as human beings, you know, it's part of its advanced nature is part of what separates us from the animal kingdom. Yet when we run it from ego, we're still part of that animal kingdom based in, you know, survival and fight or flight and competition and survival of the fittest. So part of everyone's evolution is is to to not be adversarial anymore to 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 um, to be basing our life in understanding, um, not not like competition and adversarial nature because we are not at our best when we're in competition with ourselves and the and the world. Wouldn't it be better to just feel good and and if you choose to impart something, it's coming from understanding, not the need to prove yourself. So a lot of this is a lot of the stuff, like back to your earlier question of what I've been processing out in the last decade, just to be real and honest with you, is so much crap that I created from my ego, you know, like of 
feeling like I had to prove myself and feeling insecure. And um, now I see it so clearly in the world. And it's it's part of everyone's evolutionary pathway is to um, feel good and 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 to evolve into to um, into allowing uh, to be centered in mind. The mind is uh, doesn't live via comparison like the intellect. Nor does it live via fear like the ego. It lives via understanding. Isn't that a better place to live? When we met in 2012, at the end of our session we had, you sat back and you kind of gave me some feedback. But you went through this interesting internal process where you kind of were reading my energy. What was that? What were you doing? You, you, well, you said it. <laughs> I was reading your energy. Um, yeah, so this is quite abstract, but, you know, I've, um, it's something I, I had uh, some innate limited abilities to do. And then when I started doing the practice myself and certainly teaching, it really started to come online. I noticed I could do it. Um, so this is the nonlinear. This is the unspoken. Um, we... we in the in the physical senses, you know, I can you can you know look at this image of me and say, oh, you're running it with a you know a beard at the moment, or you're wearing a blue and black checkered shirt. That's what your physical senses are picking up. Um, but what does your mind sense? Your mind senses the unseen. Your mind senses the nonlinear of of um, basically what's happening in a person's vibe. You know, like in simplistically most people will resonate with that where you walk away from an experience with somebody and you go yeah i like that person they, they they had a good vibe and that'll be a sort of throwaway comment but literally you're reading their vibe and and within everyone's vibe is, is pretty much everything you need to know about that person so over the many years of teaching now which is around 15 years and and looking at people while they're doing the practice i've learned how to to read nonlinear energy and, and this just enables me to help someone with things that they cannot see themselves. Um, I either own blocks inside and, and who they really are. And I'm sure that's something, you know, I did 10 years ago. So that's definitely not something that's uh, going backwards. My, my, um, that level of perception is with the, you know, having done the practice for so long now is just getting greater and greater. So these days it's more about like, what is it that I, need to focus on with this particular individual that is going to be most helpful. Um, so that's, that's what was happening. And you'll, you'll notice that um, I, I get very quiet when I'm doing it because most people, with some, if they're trying to do something, and again, I use that word specifically, do, you, you, people raise their energy. And if, it's a, if there's any adrenaline, now they've got too much energy and they lose feel, right? So the surfers or other athletes or even executives that are trying to, to access the best of their intellect, you'll do that via finesse. Um, you'll do that when, when you're centered and when you don't have too much energy, which, which fragments the focus. Um, so you'll notice I, I, I relax in and relax in and, and get more still so I can sense what's actually happening. Yeah, it's brilliant, Matt. And I, the reason I'm asking that question is I, you know, with limited success, I try to do that with my staff and my people really trying to be in sync with where they're at and, and being with their physicality because so much of what they're saying is unsaid. And I, I would ask you this question, if an individual works on themselves and starts to unblock themselves, does this capacity increase within all of us to do this with each other? Do you think that's something that's possible? 
Oh, absolutely. We all have um, uh, spiritual antennae. <laughs> so you, you have a physical, you have physical senses, but you also have the mind's eye, which which senses. So everyone has this. This is, you know, I, I've just learned to, um, at, 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 I guess, I mean, I feel like mine's crazy limited compared to my mentor, but um, I, I've just, it's something I've developed over the years, but everyone has this, like a basic feeling about someone. You, you've There's what people say to you and then there's what you feel about them, right? So this is the simplicity of what we're talking about here. I've just learned to trust what I feel and, and over time I've learned to, to feel in great detail, but um, for everyone listening, we, we, we need to bring this back to some kind of simplicity that's, that's um, uh, practical, you know what I mean, and relatable to themselves. And, and everyone can relate to that, that you, you get a basic feeling about someone um, and you get a basic feeling about something. Uh, and this be, sets up the relationship with life is, um, is trust your feeling, you know, about your pathway and, and, and uh, how, how evolved is your feeling to sense, you know, from your own free will and, and associated with your own awareness. Um, trust your feeling and you will always move in the right direction. Um, and if you have a feeling that, you know, uh, something's not going to turn out so well, then maybe don't go in that direction because how many times have you gone against your feeling and then regretted it? So to bring this back to some simplicity, it's just about feeling. You know, everything in life is about feeling and and too often people, they're either looping through fear or just overthinking everything and the simplicity of this is get into feeling and that will guide you. Um, I mean, isn't health a feeling? Isn't happiness a feeling? Isn't love a feeling? Isn't presence a feeling? Um, so we're trying to get the best of both worlds where we're not only doing better, but we're feeling better. And to do that, you have to have access to feeling. And again, it's, this all comes back to the practice because do you have a way to, to calm down brain function and brain chatter and, and access the mind, which is, um, where we feel. And, and, and that's a, a great segue. Um, Matt, just want to thank you for for your time and we're going to look to to land this plane as i always say but one of the things that we want to do is kind of always touch on how our audience can habituate some of the stuff that our guest uh is talking about and what seems to be the central theme um with you is that the gateway to this whole process is awareness and and starting to to know thyself how would you advise someone that's interested on this path of personal evolution like where do they start like what what should they do um well they yeah they start with themselves of course and and uh um i mean there, there are ways if they want to to seek help and isn't it just great in life that there are there is help you know there is someone that has traversed the territory that you're maybe ch challenged by at the moment and and so to have a mentor, to have a coach, et cetera, is a beautiful thing. Um, so if someone was, you know, curious about some of the themes that we spoke about today, um, if they were curious about the sort of the holistic performance side, they could obviously just go to my website and there's, you know, there's my individual coaching, but there's an online program there as well um, that has the, the the 10 sessions, you know, with, with virtual me of, of explaining the knowledge and, and asking self-reflective questions and, it's a great program, and, and that's just at thenatureofsuccess.com.au. And for people that were interested in the journey of Keely meditation and, 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 and just 
state of mind side of things, you can go. There's, there's also a, an online program there, which is ten sessions, and it's 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 fairly cheap, you know. And and I, I want also people to know I don't want to feel like I'm I'm selling here because the healthiest things you can do in life are free, you know. And and you know, breathing and um, sleeping well and moving and and meditating is free, um, but first you need to learn how to do it so you know you you can go to those avenues and 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 learn and set up a great foundation that you can either keep going with having a mentor you can have a strong enough foundation to just to 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 go alone and and to to really um understand this thing called life and understand this thing called you and and um and understand how to evolve yourself in a way that is harmonious and that's what we need in the world right is more harmonious people that know themselves that are not infecting the rest of the world with fear and stress, but with harmony and understanding. Beautifully put, Matt. Honestly, well said. It was such a pleasure to have you on the show. Such practical and actionable stuff, but I really love the depth and the philosophy. I can I can do it for hours, man. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to catch up with you when I'm in Cronulla. I still um, get out to Cronulla uh, whenever I'm in New South Wales. I live in Victoria now. Uh, miss the sun. I definitely miss the sun. But again, just want to thank you. Want to thank Kate for for organizing this, and uh, thank you so much for Ultra Habits. Thank you for having me, and and um, thank you for allowing me to share.